today we're going to consider story structure and we're going to think about story writing. When we write, it's a beautiful release, it's a really relaxing thing to do. But if we want to build a story, if we want to write a novel or a short story, we need to understand how that's going to work. What is the the structure? What are the structural elements that that story is going to incorporate in order to build something that holds interest, that is compelling, that makes you want to read and to follow that believable character and finish? And structural are the structural choices are the choices that a writer makes in order to create something that is is a story, a real story, a real piece of art. So storytelling, humans have done it throughout the centuries. It's how we capture the human experience. It's how we capture history. Um, and and storytelling that is good has has clever features of narrative. Um, stories that hold our interest, they have something that happens, something kind of has to happen to really, for a story to be compelling. Um, I think reading a story where somebody just sat eating a portion of chips for an hour wouldn't wouldn't really hold our interest or, or go down in history as something that we would want to retell. So that's why it's important to study story structure, that's why it's important to understand what different methods can we use to build a narrative, to build a story. So there are traditional storytelling methods like the narrative arc, where we go into a traditional beginning, middle and ending, but there are other approaches too. So today we're going to consider things like narrative voice and what that means um, and different approaches to building a narrative in terms of the structure of how we're going to get that beginning, middle and end, how that plot might work. So welcome to this podcast and today we're going to be talking about structure in story writing. When we talk about story writing, the proper word that we'd use is narrative. So when we come to approach a piece of creative writing, a piece of narrative writing, one of the things we need to ask ourselves is how am I going to structure this piece of writing? And there are various ways of structuring a piece of writing and you have decisions to make. The first decision you might make is the type of narrative voice that you have. Are you going to have a narrator who is a character in the story, who is telling the story from the first person perspective, they are the person who is going to carry the reader through the story and say what happens. That really gives us a very singular focus. The reader experiences everything through the thoughts and feelings of that narrator. It's great for building empathy with the character. We obviously are on the side of that character because everything is biased, everything is through their viewpoint. So we are we are really drawn into that character immediately and immersed in that character. It gives us a very limited view of the rest of the the things going on in the story we don't get anybody else's feelings or inner thoughts we get that one person's inner thoughts and feelings Um, 
so it can be really really effective if, if you're happy to sort of be limited through that person's views it can do a lot it can instantly engage the reader into that into that one character sometimes um, we have a narrator we completely believe in sometimes we can have a, a first person narrator who even though we, we buy into them and we are we are you know empathizing with them we can sometimes know that they may not be telling us the whole truth they may not be something called a reliable narrator so there's something about the way they tell the story that seems fallible or we feel like we can kind of they're missing something that we are seeing it's an incredibly clever way of telling a story so that's the first thing to consider so we've just talked about a narrator and whether they are reliable or unreliable of the first person another way of choosing a narrator is choosing a third person narrator now a third person narrator that's a narrator who has a name um uh, sorry a third person narrator who gives the characters a name so he she it they um we might talk about bobby and johnny and ashima and and all the things that they get up to and we're naming those characters in the third person now there can also be um, a type of narrator where we're talking about characters in the third person and all these different characters but it's it's objective the narrator stands back doesn't have an opinion on any of the characters but most commonly we would have something called a third person limited narrator what that narrator does is they can go into just like in first person they can go into the thoughts and feelings of one character so the reader empathizes with one main character and what that does is again give us a very limited view on the story we have one character that we follow and we empathize with and we root for all the way through the story and as an aside that's called a protagonist our main character or hero of the story is our protagonist so in third person we can have our third person narrator limited to one person's thoughts and feelings but we can also have a third person narrator who is omniscient an omniscient narrator is somebody who can tell us the thoughts and feelings of any character so one minute we could be describing the woman sitting on a bus sitting opposite us opposite us and she's devouring a bag of chips and as she crunches on the chips and devours them the man next to her wishes he wasn't there and wishes he had some ear defenders because he can't take another moment of her crunching the narrator's gone into the head of somebody and we learn what he's thinking and that's not our main character so an omniscient narrator can go into anybody's thoughts or feelings another example would be a story that seems to be focusing mostly on a farmer and there's a bit of dramatic tension there's a moment of drama the farmer is in the field and he's got to get the crops and he's got to get the crops in by you know lunchtime because he can see the clouds are looming and he's really trying hard to get the crops in so we begin to worry because the writer is, is foreshadowing that the, 
the crops could be ruined by this rain and that it seems to be coming. But they could make that more intense by then going four miles offshore as the fishermen in a fishing boat begin to panic and look up at the clouds knowing that the rain is coming any second um, and the bad weather and that they have to have to finish what they're doing. So by the writer going into those fishermen's minds and seeing the clouds, that's also then making us more tense for when we switch back to our farmer because we want we see now how close this rain is to, to destroying his crops. So so you can see that it can be used in various ways to engage a reader. If we if you do a, a third person omniscient narrator who can omniscient narrator who can just go into anybody's thoughts and feelings, that can be used for various um, dramatic devices structurally to engage us and make us understand the story better or build the dramatic tension or irony and so on. So just to recap those choices, first person, limited to one person's viewpoint, they're telling the story. Third person, we have a narrator who we don't see, but they are telling the story of a particular character. Third person limited, we see in one character's viewpoint only. Or we can have a third person omniscient who can go into various characters' mindsets. Another way of telling a story is to have a dual narrative. You might have two narrators in first person, both telling the story from their own viewpoints, and each of those chapters come together to create a new, um, a new sense of the story. And sometimes that's really good because it means the writer doesn't reveal the whole picture. We get bits of the big picture of the whole story from their different viewpoints. And again, it's another really clever way of telling a story and eventually it comes together. And the last kind of narrative that I wanted to talk about today was the um, circular narrative. Now the circular narrative is different in the sense that it's a narrative, um, you've chosen your narrative, you've chosen your narrative voice. What a circular narrative does, unlike a dual narrative, is it starts at the be- it might start at the beginning and then the end comes back to the beginning. To put it another way, you could start at the end, go back in flashback, full circle to the beginning. So a circular narrative, the narrative begins and then it ends back where it began. And that's another really interesting way of telling the story, as opposed to the traditional storytelling method, where we begin with the exposition, the main setting, character, people, places, and then we have something that happens to, we, we set up and establish a normal world, we create a normal, and then from that normal, we move on to a problem. Something happens to upset the balance, to upset that normal. Maybe a problem for the protagonist, for the main character. What that does is it creates a series of events, or what we call the rising action. And that leads to the cl- to sort of a climactic event where the character is forced to do something to change the course of events because it can't go on anymore. The climax is the highest point of dramatic tension in a story. That then leads to falling action and whatever the character has done at that climax then is the, the, the cause of the falling action of the story, how things begin to pan out. And finally that leads to the resolution of the story what happens and loose ends begin to be usually begin to be tied up that can go on even further we can find out what happened next 
Um, for example, if you take the end of, oh, I don't know, Harry Potter, um, you find out maybe what happened after the, the end of the story, what then happened to them after that. So different types of narrative decisions that we have to make um, before we start a piece of writing. Um, and it just be really useful to consider how, how you're going to begin, where are you going to start, what about your character, what about your plot structure. So when we talk about narrative structure, we're thinking about character, setting, plot, beginning, middle and end. Okay, and I'm just going to leave it there for today. I hope that was useful.